1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. All right, we'll give our predictions on the Texans game at the end. John, let's roll through here. Let's uh, uh, Microwave style, we'll just roll through. We We won't hit all the games. Uh, But I think just the ones that have important storylines attached to them Uh, in the early games, there's nine early games on Sunday. One interesting one, AFC North, you know, kind of symbolic of a changing of the guard in that division. You got the Bengals defending AFC champs, hosting the Steelers, who've never finished under 500. First game of the Mitchell Trubisky era and first game of the Joe Burrow as a Super Bowl participant era. In Cincinnati. I think it's going to be one of the more interesting games of the weekend, just based on the curiosity of the Steelers playing a game without Ben Roethlisberger in week one for a long, long time.
0: Sean, considering a lot of people picking the Bengals to win a Super Bowl, go back to the Super Bowl, I'm not. They'd have to win. They're at home. It's going to be a lot of Steeler fans there. Uh, if Kenny Pickett was the starter, it'd be any, even more exciting because people would be pumped about him considering he's a local guy and a first-round pick, but I'm going with the Bengals.
1: Bengals in that one, too. They're favored by six and a half. I think there's going to be more points in that game scored than than people think. Uh, I would go over 44 and a half, just for the record. Another early game, John, the Dolphins, the first game of the Mike McDaniel era in Miami, first game with Tyreek Hill as the lead receiver, the number one target, we assume. Him and Jalen Waddle, pretty good pairing for Tua of And the first game for the Patriots, Post-Josh McDaniels, with whatever this weird structure they're doing, whatever they're doing with the coaching staff and Mac Jones here in year two, um, the Dolphins are favored against the Patriots in this game, John, for the first time since 2013. They haven't been favored in a game against New England for nearly a decade. Um, What are your thoughts on this one?
0: Brian Flores had a great record against his former coach, Bill Belichick. Swept them last year. Uh, Is that game in Miami? Yes, yeah, I think they should win. You have the most accurate passer in NFL history, and Tua to Tungvaluwa, if you're listening to Mike McDaniel and Tyreek Hill, I think the Dolphins get off to a good start, and the Patriots are going to struggle.
1: Yeah, and this is the second time that we're injecting Ted Johnson into the podcast, but I remember one of the things Ted used to say is they hated looking at the schedule and seeing Miami in Miami early in the season because of the heat. It's still really, really hot in September down in Miami.
0: And they went there five days earlier to try to adjust to it and yeah. we'll see if they did.
1: Yep, that's a good point. They did. They traveled, they've been there since Tuesday. So um, that'll be an interesting one. I would say, of the other early games, John, um, the one that probably, honestly, the one that might have the most juice of all the early games uh, is Cleveland traveling to Carolina to take on the Panthers in a game that's a virtual toss up, according to the odds makers. But of course, the storyline in this one Baker Mayfield getting his first crack at his old team in Carolina. How do you think that's going to go?
0: Sean, it's a terrific storyline. Everybody said all the right things. Cleveland has a great defense. The Browns have a great running game led by Nick Chubb. I think they're going to go there. They're going to get all over Baker. Their defense is going to shut down Christian McCaffrey, and they're going to pound the ball like old-fashioned football. And I think it's going to be close, but I think the Browns will win. All
1: right, so those are the early games. And then we've got a few games in the late window. Um, probably the marquee game of the ones in the late window, a couple of them. Uh, Actually, this is a really good late in the window slate. There's probably all four of these games have some degree of interest to people in Houston. Um, One, because it involves the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans and the Giants, probably not a, a great game nationwide. I would imagine they're getting one of the lower level Fox teams to do that one. But the other three games, John, are real intriguing. Divisional matchup between Green Bay and Minnesota in Minnesota. What do you expect out of Aaron Rodgers this year?
0: Well, I would never pick against Aaron Rodgers in a game, especially Minnesota. Minnesota's maybe going to win this game. Uh, People are fired up about Kevin O'Connell, Wes Phillips, Wade's son, his new offensive coordinator, who came with him from the Rams. So uh, people sure would be pumped. But we're talking about the Vikings, a new coach who's never called plays. And no way I'm picking against Aaron Rodgers. And I don't care if Devontae Adams is gone. There was a lot of belly aching up there when Jordy Nelson was gone, and somehow he found a way to win. I don't like Rodgers, but I sure respect
1: him. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, the the uh, two other late-in-the-day games, window uh, afternoon window games, uh, I think this Kansas City and Arizona game is interesting. Kansas City is almost the touchdown favorite in Arizona, and what intrigues me about this one, John, is you've got Patrick Mahomes, his first game without Tyreek Hill, and you got Kyler Murray with no DeAndre Hopkins because of the PED suspension. So you have both of these guys without the receivers who've generally been their main targets over the last couple of years. How do you think Kansas City is going to adapt to life after Tyreek Hill?
0: I think great quarterbacks make great receivers, and I think as long as Mahomes is there and Andy Reid's there, they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. Kyler Murray showed at the end of last year when the Cardinals were fading under Cliff Kingsbury in his annual fade, and he doesn't have Hopkins now. He doesn't have Christian Kirk. Chandler Jones left. I'm going with the Chiefs.
1: All right, there you go, the Chiefs. You think they cover the six and a half? For the game, I do. I think
0: they're going to light them up big. JJ, if JJ plays and it's the old JJ, he'll get some pressure. But if he can't, that means they're lost both their starting defensive ends from last season.
1: Yeah, for those who don't know, JJ Watt dealing with a calf injury right now. He's been day to day with a calf, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Raiders, Chargers, the other late window game. This AFC West is going to be a bloodbath this year, John. <laughs> the Raiders, the Raiders, and the Chargers. I you could literally, I think, put all four of those teams into a you know, put them in one of those lotto bins, you know, with a with four ping pong balls. And I would some permutations are more likely than others, but I don't think there's a permutation that could, that could, that that a random number generator could spit out where I could say, well, that's not happening. These are four. I would say four teams whose floor are all good football teams, or at least dangerous football teams.
0: Top to bottom is the best division I've ever seen in the NFL. In, uh, in gallery sports and on Sports Radio 610, I picked the Chargers to win the Super Bowl. So I'm going with the Chargers.
1: The, the two primetime games, Sunday night and Monday night, are very interesting games, John. Tom Brady, With this weird offseason that he's had, this weird preseason that he's had, he retired, he unretired, he leaves camp, he comes back, he's 45 years old, he's got a lot of bleep going on, he's this and he's that. You you factor all that in, and yet you still look up in Tampa Bay as a field goal favorite at Dallas on Sunday night. What are your thoughts on this game?
0: After losing to the Cowboys, he's going to have a whole lot more bleep going on. I think Dak Prescott has played well against the Buccaneers. I think the Cowboys got a lot to prove based on what happened to them last year when they went brain dead and lost the playoff game. I think they'll bounce back despite problems in the offensive line. I think it's going to take the Buccaneers a little time to get adjusted to having the three new starters up the middle. Chris Godwin's back from blown-out knee. And watch Brady go in there and beat the hell out of him and make us all look like an idiot. But I'm going with the Cowboys. Cowboys getting the points. So Cowboys
1: plus three. John says take them on the money line. And John, the last one, Monday Night Football, they know what they're doing when they schedule these games. Russell Wilson in his return to Seattle, his very first game as a non Seahawk is against the Seahawks, albeit a different kind of Seahawks team than he was used to being on throughout the years. Denver. Uh, goes into Seattle on Monday night as a nearly a touchdown favorite. Um, What kind of reaction do you think Russell Wilson's going to get on Monday night from the Seattle crowd?
0: Oh, he's going to get a standing ovation. It'll last for minutes. They'll do a tribute to him. It's not exactly Russell Wilson versus Peyton Manning. But (laughs) wouldn't it be something if Geno Smith played well, beat Russell Wilson, made Pete Carroll and general manager John Schneider look like geniuses for going with him. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking the Seahawks at home. I think those fans, my goodness, the 12th man, it'll be like the 13th, 14th, 15th man. I think they're going to pull an upset with Geno Smith playing better than most of us think he will.
1: Wow. Wow. So you got the Seahawks and Geno Smith beating Russell Wilson in his first game. John, I'll tell you what, as a Texan fan, I kind of don't want to see that happen because you know who the Broncos play in week two. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need, I don't need Russell Wilson with any extra motivation of trying to avoid being 0 two. that game's already like an 11 point spread. I don't need, I don't need an angry Russell Wilson in week two.
0: I, I think there's about that one. Yeah. Uh, th- Pete Carroll's not stupid. John Schneider's not stupid. They've seen something in Geno Smith behind the scenes that nobody else has seen. And so the fact that they are proven as a head coach and GM makes me think that Geno is better at this point in his career at any time he has been. You know, he was Russell Wilson's backup. They know him very well. And so I think he's certainly capable of pulling upset. They got talent all over their offense wide receiver, running back, tight end. They got young, talented offensive line. Their defense is suspect. So this could be. It could be a game in which both of them score in the 20s. And I'll, I. it wouldn't surprise me if Russell Wilson let him up, but I'm just not picking against the Seahawks at all.
1: Should be an electric atmosphere, no doubt about that. The 12th man on a Monday night on Monday Night Football with Russell Wilson back in the building. That should be, should be a crazy atmosphere for Russ to deal with at least. I'll just throw a couple more picks in for me just to, as long as – we're throwing picks around that Carolina uh, Cleveland game. We talked about earlier. I would lay the one and a half with Carolina Cleveland, John Cleveland's 0 16 and one straight up in their last 17 opening games.
0: Did you know that? Yeah, I saw that the other day. They're awful, but times are going to change because they're got more talent than they've had during any of those times. It's like Frank Reich. Frank Reich has never won an opening game since he's been with the Colts. He's yeah. 0-4. Lovey Smith, 5-6 and in openers, 5-4 and in openers with the Bears. But it's amazing that Frank Reich, with a talented team, he had Andrew Luck for a year, can't win his first game. But now they're heavily favored to do so at NRG Stadium.
1: They are, and we'll give our predictions here in just a second. I just want to throw one more quick – Betting prediction, because I know we have people listening to this that are looking to throw some some uh, Diet Cokes down on some of these games. I also like Detroit plus four at home against Philadelphia. They were Detroit played in a lot of close games last year. I think Philly's going to be a decent team again this year. But I, I you know, I, I feel like that Dan Campbell vibe is something that can carry you early in the season. At least I like that. I like Detroit plus four in that game, John, at least a cover. I would-
0: I would take the four in the cover just because I watched all those hard knocks and then it's hard not to pull for Dan Campbell and some of those players, maybe the Eagles with new players are going to take the time to adjust, but uh, yeah, I think the Eagles will win and the, and the lions will cover.
1: Yeah. Close one. All right. So let's get to it, John NRG stadium week one Colts and the Texans prediction time. Um, you mentioned it. Frank Reich has yet not only yet to win a season opener as head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, he's 0-4, and he's lost to bad football teams, John. There's not a single playoff team, eventual playoff team, that's beaten him in any of those games. The combined record of the four teams that have beaten him in those games is 19-46 and 46 at the end of those seasons, respectively. So do things change this time around? Are the Texans able to keep it close? Do you think they pull off the upset? What's, what's your prediction for Sunday?
0: Sean, I thought for a long time they would win this first game, but with so many new players, new running backs, so many new linemen, new guy calling plays, a brand new secondary, I'm going with the Colts and I'm gonna say the Texans can cover the spread and it'll be like uh, say 24 to to 20. okay. I thought you
1: were going to say 2417 that's the prediction I gave out in my uh, Houston Press Post so I I'm with you I think most of the places I've seen the spread all week has been in that 8 seven and a half range. It's come down to seven, which is an important number. There's enough people that are backing the Texans, thinking the Texans can keep this close to where it's come down to a touchdown. You know, the difference between seven and seven and a half from a betting standpoint is gargantuan because it becomes a two score game at seven and a half. I think the Texans keep it within a touchdown. I think that some of the struggles we saw offensively during the preseason, I think carry over into this game because the Colts are a really good defense. Um, And I think the Colts do just enough to get Frank Reich, his first, season opener win to uh to get the campaign kicked off um and yet i still think coming out of that i'll feel okay about the texans the tough thing is they go from the frying pan into the fire they go to denver next week in week two i should say as a double digit underdog but i'm with you i think the texans keep it close but i think the colts win the game
0: the way i look at this season if davis mills does not prove that he's the man in 2023 go ahead and be as terrible as you can be mm-hmm. so you can get a higher pick maybe the top pick and you won't have to package as many of those draft choices to move up to get a new quarterback but if Mills picks up where he left off last year and think about this he's got Damian Pierce he's got George Warhop as a new line coach Warhop's goals to average 4.5 yards of carry well that Texans were 3.4, worst in history. But War Ops with Jaguars, and they averaged 4.5, and only five teams were better last season. So they've got the new starters. They've got uh, uh, Brandon Cooks, got a new fullback. They got a lot to hang your hat on offensively, but it doesn't mean it's going to all gel right, right out of the gate. But if they lose the first game, we assume they're going to lose at Denver. They got to win Lovey Smith's homecoming yeah. when he goes back to Chicago, uh, where I think he played when he coached when he was at Tampa. But still, for having that third opportunity. By the way, I wrote a column that's on uh, gallerysports.com in which Lovey talked about having this opportunity, never thinking he was going to get it. And then the responsibility he has, as the only black head coach to get three head coaching jobs to do well, help the Texans rebuild, get to the playoffs at some point and help open doors for other black coaches who want to be head coaches. So he feels that burden and uh, and that responsibility, not to mention he's, He's loving his job and he's, he said the McNairs have set him up with everything he needs. So we'll see. I just, you and I both picked them on our podcast earlier in the week, six and 11. I see a lot of people picking them that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think they go over the four and a half for sure.